Hi, I'm Tommy. Hi, I'm Nemanja. Welcome to Cloud Couch. It's where we discuss cloud topics from a couch perspective. Not so comfortable couch. Hi, welcome to the new episode of Cloud Couch, where we discuss a bit about cloud cost. So, Tommy, tell me why cloud is perceived to be so expensive. Yes, um, it's something that pops up uh, every now and then, and there's a lot of, um, I guess, also confusion, but a lot of different perspectives into costs and how you're comparing things. So it quickly gets into uh, comparing apples and oranges, and sometimes, yes, indeed, you can um, conclude it's expensive, and in many cases, it's actually not so. And it really depends on, uh, in my view, and that's also what we want to dig deeper into here today, is like you need a holistic view on um, both what is needed from the business point of view in today's landscape to be able to execute quickly in the market and provide value to customers, but also internally, how do you org organize yourself? What is it that you're doing in the in the company? What can you easily buy from from a cloud provider? Um, could be operations, can be security, can be other things. And how do you kind of quantify everything so you understand what you're comparing? Today's on-prem versus a different capable company, organizations and different products and different speed of execution, um, you know, when you kind of net everything. So my view, just to kind of, yeah. is obviously like, um, if I have to choose one thing or how I see it is um, cloud is definitely not more expensive. That's a, a very clear thing. It's, it's partly because um, you compare something um, too small, too isolated, and you might see that, okay, if I compare it like this, it's more expensive, or maybe I'm just very early in, in migrating a very um, old legacy system into cloud, and for some reason we didn't yet get to fully start optimizing costs, and then maybe it looks more expensive. Can be many uh, different points. Uh, let's say I'm a CFO of our organization, mm -hmm. and uh, I know how much I'm paying for my applications uh, in the on-premise data center. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how much each application is spending, but I know the bulk figure mm -hmm. is this much. I know that IT resources that there's uh, uh, people that are supporting mm -hmm. uh, keeping the lights on and the new development mm -hmm. cost me this much. So I have a bucket of money that each month I need to uh, give away. How can you tell me that this bucket, if I go to cloud, will be smaller or is going to be bigger? Or for a while it's going to be bigger and then get smaller. <clears throat> what do I do? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, Obviously, it depends now. Well, let's say hypothetically, let's say you have a procurement cycle that that you know is five years or it can be something. So you bought a bunch of hardware and then you and licenses and, and licenses and, and and then you allocate that to the whole organization. And again, how big is your organization? But you know, just to think. And yeah, indeed, you have no idea other than that kind of number that's on your balance sheet as an aggregate. You yes. have no idea. How much of this is productive, meaning how much is generating revenue for the business, how much is creating utility, so value, and how much is just wasteful. And then you have a whole organization that you sum up as well into how much revenue you get, maybe across mm -hmm. business unit, but you have no transparency. How much are these units using your resources? 
of course, in Absolutely. some organizations you have cost centers and you have it split down, but it's on the same level. I mean, it's a very crude view onto your your um, entire business and how you're deploying your IT resources. So I would get transparency on those things if I move to cloud. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that's, you know, a, a very important first step so that you can uh, say, you know, we are paying, first of all, we're paying monthly a recurring bill to Amazon. It's a single number. Or other cloud vendors. Or uh, other cloud providers, but uh, you're paying monthly, so you have an aggregate, you have an annual cost. Yeah. And um, then, obviously, as part of doing a migration, lifting over and migrating things from, from your on-prem, you would do some uh, first uh, level of... Uh, maybe even you could optimize because there are some high-level things that are easy to adjust. But the other thing is, you might need to uh, start looking at uh, the tools around costs, you know, just identifying and, and, and tagging stuff in Amazon, for instance. You can do different things to get, um, you know, an understanding of different departments, different applications, different that systems. That is once it is yeah. in the cloud, right? Once it's in the so cloud. So the first step, get yeah. to the cloud as fast as possible. Move everything from, let's say, on-premise to the cloud, yes. so that you can have this high-level transparency and visibility into <clears throat> how much you spend per each application or or department or, or unit. Yeah, and then start optimizing from there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the, the way I think it's it's really very straightforward. So just to come back to answering your question there from the CFO point of view, um, it, it's really like you know, yeah. Put everything into the cloud because it allows you to do in parallel of now let's say we want to start understanding costs better and optimizing costs in parallel to this because you're not moving to cloud just because it's cheaper you're moving to cloud because you get other capabilities that are important for your business to create value and be fast into the market so um, you want to quickly get there like you say then you want to start having some degree of transparency and visibility into your costs, where you're mm -hmm. spending it, how you're deploying your costs. And then that's an evolution where you're getting more and more granular based on now initially a macro view of your landscape and then digging deeper into, say, you know, here are the applications that generate revenue because here's where we have the business models. Here's, you know, internal utilities in priority order. And here's maybe the rest. Mm -hmm. And first of all, you want to try to make it into a view that you don't have any idle capacity, for instance. That's something to look at. So you're just paying for what you're using. Okay, that's cloud. Just on that yeah. point, yes. paying is using. <clears throat> don't you think that can also be an issue? Because uh, it is hard to estimate how much cloud will cost you for the next year. Let's say if you're on-premise, mm -hmm. you know exactly how much you will pay for your IT landscape next year. It's the, <clears throat> all the hardware mm -hmm. plus all the licenses for applications, all the developers and all the operations infrastructure uh, team that is maintaining all of that. You have the number and you can budget that in. It's the uh, capital expense, right? Mm -hmm. Now moving to this operational expense, pay as you go, you can't predict how much it, uh, it it depends on the usage, on the data transfer, mm -hmm. uh, lots of um, uh, lots of points are coming into the, the cost factor and um, you can't go to a CFO and say, you know, we moved to cloud, 
and per year it's going to be 200k you have no idea so how do you sell that to companies there is no there is no um, uh, estimation that you can give up front they can't budget in um, pay as you go can be a problem yeah i mean okay so this, this is opening up obviously a lot of um, other uh, important things but let's let, try to stay on a, on a high level here um, otherwise you get stuck but absolutely it, it, it can be challenging because you're changing a, a way of thinking about things uh, into something which is actually necessary in order to be an agile business and an agile business is needed in today's business landscape and it's not something that's going to become optional you need to be very fast to create value for customers and in order to do that you need to also have a system that's very flexible to adapt so being elastic based on you know you know peak peak hours where your customers might be using your system and, 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 and scale maybe even globally scale now if you are you know, looking at something and you think it's completely unknown what the budget is or what it could be, well, that, that's not true because obviously, first of all, it's not like you go with empty hands into the cloud. You know what you have, so you know what you're paying now and you know or should know. If you don't know, you need to look at what are the systems that we have. So the way I would the do it... The number of users, the yeah, data I mean, transfer. But more important, like it, at least I would do like this. So part of the inventory of applications, I would look at, okay, what are the revenue bringing systems? You know, which ones? And then I would look at what are the, the utility systems and then maybe the rest, at least have three buckets and understand these systems. And then when you do that, I would go into uh, understanding at least the next level of the infrastructure for these, you know, mm -hmm. and you, you do know it because, you know, they run somewhere, so you do know something in terms of um, is it virtual machines, how many, how much data, blah, 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 all this stuff. You, you have some ideas on how many users, you know, the traffic. And this is enough to get, you know, the next level of idea of um, what's the max if you would run this system, you know, 24-7, what's needed in terms of mm -hmm. uh, network, in and out, um, computation, storage, and so on. And then you just put that in into the, the calculator for, for your cloud and, and you get out at least an upper bound, you know, just to give an idea. But okay, it, so you it, will have some idea how much it will cost. Um, for, for sure. I mean, that, yeah. that, that for sure. And, and uh, I think it's much more about realizing, you know, that, that this is roughly where, it, where the costs are. And then you realize that these are all the benefits of being in cloud. And that would be then the next rabbit hole to go and try to put costs onto a lot of the hidden things and where you maybe today only have very high level aggregates related to um, you know people costs around uh, you know operational but you know really the difficult ones are risks that you have and lead times that you have or just being stalled by not having enough capacity so your 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 team or your business is you know stagnated or, or waiting for maybe a new new server or new something so a lot of this is, is just um, uh, problems today in many cases where uh, in the cloud you could just extend it. And now just the last thing in, in this is where you want to get to is that you want to understand how your revenue bringing systems scale and what they cost. So you can understand what's the cost per revenue. That's at least how I think about it because, you know, obviously 
you want these systems to scale. You want to pay a lot for these systems because then they scale you want, out you want because you bring more, more, yeah. you know, revenue. So it's more like, yeah, you want to have transparency, visibility, and then you want to start getting into control, control over not paying more than needed, but really paying. Um, so you see that if we deploy capital into these systems that generate revenue, they bring more revenue or actually it's the way or uh, other way around. The more they need to scale out, the more revenue they bring in, but we also pay more, but you obviously have a margin of profit. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that should really be the, I mean, it's, it's still very high level here, but it, it's more like you need to realize what it means to be in the cloud and why that's a requirement. And then you need to see how you get into a transparent situation where you also have visibility on what the systems and the parts cost so that you yeah. can actually do it's something. A, it's a bit of a leap of faith, right? It's like No, for me it's not. I, I think for, for many organizations it, it, it might be, but it's simply because they are not um, it's not going to be more expensive, I hope. But <laughs> no, I, I think it's definitely going to be uh, fully transparent. Fully transparent. As you said, there will be a upper bound that you can use to estimate the costs in the cloud. And once you move even in the simplest approach, just lift and shift and have everything in the cloud like you have on premise, mm -hmm. this is the similar ballpark uh, figure, ballpark figure uh, that you will spend in the cloud. But this is where then a point in time where, when you actually start optimizing and making your cloud spend go down. Mm -hmm. uh, this is where you're entering the whole different world of uh, managed services, serverless, uh, where the you're paying only for the actually execution of your um, uh, application and not for the hardware that you own and you sit on it, whether you use it or not. Yeah. This is where the most of the optimization is coming. Yeah, think, think about it like this, you know, just a, a way of looking at it that I just, you know, thought of. Where you want to get with your business is that you're basically looking at different assets that you have in the cloud and then you know how much revenue they're bringing in versus how much you're paying for them so you can know how productive your capital is when you're deploying it in the in the cloud mm -hmm. which means that you have all these you know let's say well one one thing is supportive systems or something like that but then you have like the the things you lifted in from from your on-prem you can start refining them and optimizing them newer technology you know smarter usage of resources and so on to cut the costs but the revenue stays the same or you can grow them um, in terms of you know usage or how much you know you, you sell of them but you can also start innovating and, and quickly creating new applications that also are like you know seeds you're planting in the cloud that will generate revenue for you yeah. so you get into this macro view where you're just managing assets even because you see you know how much is it costing and how much is it you know giving in return and that is that is on the technical side but what about people who are supporting the systems on premise now they need to do the same in the cloud they need to develop and uh, support in the cloud do they cost something <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yes for, for sure but and and um, i mean we, we we talked about this uh, a bit here before as well and this is a big big topic as well and it, it really depends on what's the business we're looking at now both in terms of size mm -hmm. are they doing everything in-house partnerships what exact 
applications? Is there a plan how to evolve that into something completely different and so on? So obviously there's many, many aspects here, but yeah, short answer is obviously when you move into the cloud and we talked about it before, you need, um, you know, skills for operating in the cloud. So that's also, yeah, maybe you have already. So you choose the cloud provider based on that, but you need to definitely, um, start, um, you know, um, um, making sure your, your, um, your people, your teams are um, having the right skills and it's also a hiring thing. But mm -hmm. th these are all actually good things because overall engineers or product people, product engineers like to learn and like to work with cutting edge technologies like mm -hmm. cloud. And also if you want to hire people, well, as a company and a, as a brand, you want to look good so you can get access to the best people. So you want to be using the best technologies and the most recent and the most interesting and the ones that you can create the best products with. So I think overall that side is good, but then if you, what does it mean in terms of costs? And, and, and yeah. I think maybe just last, last thing there, it's the same as the, to me at least, what you want overall is to get to get visibility into how you're deploying capital. So that can be in infrastructure or in people. So you have new services, so innovations that you're trying out or the current existing applications that you're running. Now, how much does it cost in infrastructure, well, licenses, whatever's needed, but also people to run and create revenue in that size or for that application? That's something you want to be, uh, as a CFO, you want to see that. You want to be on a much more granular level so you can also have discussions on the business level. I mean, that's what Google is doing. You know, this very clear um, uh, example. They are having a lot of new applications and services and then they're just killing them off when they're not above a certain threshold, how much it's uh, bringing in revenue. How, how do we link that to people? <laughs> the same approach? No it's, it, no, it's not with people. It's just looking at what you want to do in the end is that you're building a, a business and you're having various inputs. You know, it's people, skills, mm -hmm. it's resources. And in the end, you want to create value. You want to create value for your customers. You want to create value for your business. Yeah. So, and you need to understand how much does it cost and how much does it produce? And currently on-prem, you are on a five-year cycle with one single two values, input and output, total costs. I mean, how do you make any decisions here? Yeah, uh, so, yeah. so your um, uh, analogy with Google products would be see which one, um, work and bring most of the, the revenue. Yeah, they have a, they have a level that yes, they need to beat. Invest know? in those and keep mm. in the, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I think in my, in my view, the same like you need to invest in the technology during this migration to the cloud. It's the same investment you need to, uh, or similar investment you need to make in people as well to upskill them. For the forward looking companies, there is a, a cost benefit that will come uh, after everything is in the cloud and then optimized to be, um, once you're fully transparent, you know where to invest, where to focus, you optimize it, you will see a lot of gains, both from cost side and agility mm -hmm. uh, perspective, but also on the people side. Yes, initially you might invest in them to um, a bit more to upskill them, but you will see a lot of return on that investment moving forward because you will have a 
healthier workforce that uh, are work, um, more satisfied working with the cutting edge technology and overall bringing good to your to your business so this hump migration hump yes it needs to um, companies need to get over it uh, but once you're on the other side uh, you will start reaping all the benefits uh, from uh, from that in my view i think in people you always have to invest absolutely always so whether it is investment into upskilling them for cloud or investment for for something else <clears throat> but uh, the worst thing is to neglect your employees and leave them where they are and without improving at all yeah I can only only agree there and I, I think this is digging uh, we're touching or entering into a, a, a bigger topic around learning organizations or or just as a you know kind of to sum up it's a little bit like you definitely want to as the um, employer or business owner arrange so that you can constantly push the envelope and everybody's motivated and inspiring which means that you 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 can quickly learn new things and it's it becomes as part of the team doing things they are learning and using the right tools and creating value for the customers and you're just kind of catering for that to happen and making it short-circuiting almost that you get into these very quick loops which is mm -hmm. really what it's about to do uh, agile product development and you know innovation you want to have very quick speed to market so you want to use the right tools or the latest tools because they are the most powerful tools and you want to quickly get the feedback from very happy customers and then the teams are pretty much set to 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 learn and, and, and navigate this this incredibly you know satisfying actually work yes. not that you are in a two-year cycle to develop some waterfall product and and uh, maybe you resigned after one and a half years because it was you know too no, long too long and no positive yeah. feedback you know I so think, uh, I would say then that like the, the bottom line is uh, and the cloud is not just same and but just cheaper uh, so the it is perceived to be maybe in the beginning more expensive because there is this migration hump that needs to happen where uh, during some uh, migration process you have to pay uh, on two sides the on ongoing system that is running on premise uh, to keep the lights on and do your business while building similar thing or migrating similar thing into the cloud so in the beginning you might see this mountain of cost in front of you but after that the the level where you're gonna end up is gonna be from the uh, cost perspective I would say way lower where uh, compared to where you are now but that is not the only thing you'll be in much better place because of the transparency of the agility where you are gonna be of the uh, lower risk uh, of the um, uh, increased pace of innovation that uh, and at, at the end giving uh, to your customers better products yeah and obviously it's not like things are going to happen on its own these are just things that you are unlocking so that you can put in place and make sure that they are yeah. in your organization but they are definitely um, available in the cloud and much less so in a on-prem traditional um, let's say organization and way of working so that that's that's definitely the case and, and, and indeed like I also mentioned in the beginning, 
the cheaper versus expensive is, is usually just a misconception or you're just limiting the, the actually what should be part of the discussion when you're looking at cost. Mm -hmm. So you think it, well, it looks more expensive, but that's probably because you are looking at a time horizon which is too short or you didn't really factor in the most important pieces. Um, so it, it, yeah, it's, it's really a um, pretty much a no-brainer if you see how things need to unfold in the cloud. You can see that you can attach, essentially you can attach your costs um, you, you will allow you to have transparency on the costs and control to optimize them and you will know how they uh, compare to how much revenue you're bringing in which means that you can constantly you're paying less than what you're bringing in all the time and you see all the time uh, where you know basically these are across your let's say if you have a product portfolio or something like that and this is, yeah, game-changing um, in, in itself because without visibility, well, how can you make any decisions? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Well, I think uh, with that, uh, we are covering the uh, cloud cost and why customers sometimes see that uh, cloud uh, is perceived to be more, more expensive. Uh, and I think we have uh, debunked this myth that... Uh, uh, it, it is not expensive. It uh, might look like that in the beginning, but on, on a longer term, it definitely works in your favor. Moving. So if this is a relevant topic for your business, just contact us so that we can help you. If you like what we are doing, uh, please subscribe to our uh, channel and uh, uh, like our videos. And also, you can give us feedback and also suggestions for topics that you would like us to um, discuss and go into more detail. In any case, uh, stay tuned and uh, see you soon.